Welcome to The Marissa Morrison Show, where you'll discover your inner power to create the life you desire. I'm Marissa, and I began my business as a 19-year-old, single mom, broke, and in college. Today, I run a seven-figure business that teaches entrepreneurs how they can have it all without the frustration and overwhelm. Abundance, peace, joy, and overflowing love are available to you. And I'm here to show you the way to a richer, more vibrant life that radiates into your business, bringing you higher profits and profound fulfillment. You see, when you connect with the miracle that is you, you become an unstoppable force that doesn't need to push for success. Consider this an invitation to step into a new world of possibilities, empowering perspectives, and radical breakthroughs. Buckle up and get ready to see the world around you in an entirely new light. This is your life, and you don't need to wait to experience your dreams. It all starts now. I was single and free, and I said, no men, please. (laughs) We're picking up here on my story where I have just gotten divorced. I am single again for the second time. I have three kids. I'm about 23, 24, and I am living the solo life. I think this was the first time that I really felt within my being that it was a time for me to rise up. That's what I kept feeling within me, you know, rise up, Marissa, rise up. It was as if, you know, in my college years, I was pleasing my dad and really wanting to fulfill what society deemed a success. From there, you know, I went into getting married and having that abuse and running into that dark season of my life and really, you know, abandoning everything that meant the most to me. Going into rehab, getting married again, having a child, well, having a child, then getting married. And from there, you know, realizing, oh God, how could I be here again? And so after all of this in my life, I just came to this place of never again. Never again will I make decisions for other people. Never again will I stand on the side of what society says when I know in my heart it isn't right. And so I was single. I was free. I was making multiple six figures. My photography business was thriving. I was coaching other entrepreneurs one-on-one in this year. It was 2014. And so ever since then, I have been coaching entrepreneurs, which is a blessing to my life and has been a huge part of my own growth. You know, every time that we give, we always receive tenfold. So when I give and when I coach and when I support others, it's such a blessing to my own life. And not only that, my goodness, does it increase my own compassion for myself and for others. And that's why I'm here today is to empower you in your life and in your journey, because I know how it feels to feel alone, to feel like what you're going through is so hard and not sure how you can manage the pressure. I want you to know that I see right where you are and I just acknowledge you. I send you my love and I'm just so proud of you, even for just showing up today on this podcast, because This means that your intention is to grow. You're seeking growth. And so, therefore, so it is. It is already yours. So just right now, getting really present with me as I share my heart and vulnerable seasons of my life so that you can be empowered in your own journey. 
Now, in this, I'm coaching entrepreneurs, as I said, and I'm, you know, everything's thriving. I'm doing really well and I'm digging into who I am. I am looking to eat healthy. I'm working out at the gym often. I'm managing my time. It was the first time in my life that I truly felt independent, that I felt as though I was the driver of my life for the first time because I had said, no more. No more am I going to make exceptions. No more am I going to make decisions that are for other people. And so I'm at the gym, you know, I'm doing my thing and I'm honoring my students and they're having great success. My wedding clients are, you know, enjoying their experience and I'm growing within the industry and everything is doing really well. I'm close to my parents and, you know, I'm starting to feel this wholeness. I'm starting to feel as though I'm moving in the right direction and to feel a knowing that the best part of my life was ahead of me because I had already gone through so much. I had gained so much wisdom that I did not have before. And so now I was equipped to go out on this adventure that was my life. Move forward 2015 and I'm single doing my thing and I'm at the gym. And so I'm on the Stairmaster, which I have always been an all or nothing type of person. You know, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it well. (laughs) It's kind of how I am. And when I was on the Stairmaster, I remember this guy getting on next to me, you know, but I'm focused. I'm dripping sweat. You know, man, I'm working. And he gets on the Stairmaster next to me. And within, you know, maybe 30 seconds, he gets off. And I'm like, that's weird, you know? Well, the next day, the same guy comes up to me. I'm FaceTiming a friend and I'm like talking to her, you know, and this voice behind me goes, hey, I turn around. Can I have your number? I looked at him, this young, very handsome man, and I look at him and I say, you know, in my I-N-D-E-P-E-N-T independent face, I said, do you know how old I am? He said, uh, I don't know, 22, 23. I said, I'm 25 and I have three kids. And he looks at me, kind of pauses, and he's like, okay. I'm like, okay. He's like, well, can I have your number? I'm like, I take my phone, to be honest. I'm like, on my phone, I'm like, this guy wants my number. I show him to, to her and, you know, in my own immaturity, to be honest. And I give him my number. I felt this compassion for him and, You know, I just couldn't say no to those beautiful eyes. (laughs) I just was like, okay, you know, it's harmless. What's it going to matter? Well, come to find out, he was 18 years old. As you know, I was 25. And so he's texting me and I'm just waiting, you know, the next day I respond, (laughs) just kind of trying to keep my distance. But I would see him at the gym and we would talk or pass through conversation and Later on, I'm talking to my friend and she's like, you know, why don't you just let him come over? She's like, you've been single for a while now and I don't think it would hurt anything. Just allow yourself to experience him and just visit with him. Well, as a mom, I was very busy and I didn't have a lot of time to go on dates and all of those things. At least that's how I perceived it at the time. And so He was working in Louisiana for a summer job. He was from Utah. And so I'm like, you know what? I am going to let you come over. That's fine. You can come over. 
And it was after the kids went to bed, of course. And so the kids were, let me think, they were about 2015. So Noah was two and a half. Michaela was six and Micah was seven. So two and a half, six and seven. And so they were all tucked away, sound asleep. And he came over and I'm going to keep it raw and real, guys. I'm going to tell you the truth because our love story is one of a kind. (laughs) That is for sure. He came over and from that night, I kid you not, he never left. Literally. From that first night until right now, we have been together. (laughs) I remember two weeks in, we were like, you know, maybe we should keep our distance. We've been around each other a lot. Maybe we should just take a break. And we both looked at each other and we were like, I don't want to. And so that's how I met Devin. And that's how he came into my life. And actually that year, 2015, in December, he joined me in my business doing cinematography. He was self-taught and we began to build this brand of photo and video. And so throughout the years, we actually became one of the best, most talented, artful photo video teams around, highly sought after, traveling all around the world, charging $30,000 and above, and really finding such phenomenal success. Our thought was, you know, why would we book weddings separately if we could do the work together? Like, there's no point in you going one weekend and I'm gone the next, and we're both gone multiple weekends when we could be gone one weekend. And so we limited our offerings to only booking both photo and video. And boy, it was a wild ride building a business together in this way and also coaching entrepreneurs. And so we were very passionate about the work that we were doing and passionate about our family. And during this time, at this point in my life, the father of my older two children, so my first husband, was still in the picture. And as you know, it was very toxic, very chaotic, and very unhealthy. And so my children were still involved in this. They were going back and forth, and there were broken promises from him for the children. There was abuse. You know, one time his fiance pulled out a gun on him and the kids were there, you know, constantly harassing me. At one point, he was $40,000 behind on child support. Not that I needed it. It's the principle, of course. And so the children would come back and their disposition and their attitudes, their energy was very, very different. And we became concerned. The texts from him were very abusive, threatening, condescending. And Devin really was not happy about this, you know? And it was just very, very unhealthy. And so in 2017, in August, Devin and I got married. And so around, I want to say it must have been a couple months after that, we were going through limiting the amount of time with their dad that they had. The kids spoke about desiring less time. It was just very concerning for a mother. And at this time, you know, now I, I have a perspective. But again, just like in my last chapter of my life, there is a point of consciousness recognizing that where I was then, this is how I saw the world. And so 
we were going through this with our attorney and one day I'm sitting at the hair salon and she calls me and she says, are you sitting down? I said, I am. She said, I just received notice that he signed over his rights. I mean, my jaw hit the floor. I could not believe, but also it was a confirmation that the concern we had was warranted because the fact that he signed over his rights said everything. And so in December of 2017, Devin adopted the older two children and he is dad. He has been dad ever since. And I'm so thankful that our life has gone this way and our family is so unique. I couldn't have imagined it being this beautiful, but it was in my surrender and in my trust that it manifested into this form. And so around this time, also, Devin and I are multi-passionate individuals. And as you know, we met in the gym. And so we were going through, you know, learning about diet and exercise and the body and all of these things. And so we got into bodybuilding. I'll keep this part of our journey short, but it was about a year. And, you know, I'm kind of going backwards, but it's an important part for you guys to know because this is so much of what I use today in my health in supporting my body function and my brain function and living a full life is understanding nutrition, understanding how the body responds and what the body needs and being able to exercise with good form and in a way that supports the feminine essence of my body. And so we were in bodybuilding. I did two shows. Devin did multiple shows. He actually won, I think it was like Teen USA, something like that. And it was a big deal. We worked really hard, you know, having meal plans, meal prepping and all of this. It was a fun adventure that we got to share together and the kids got to see it. You know, I think it made me a better cook. I now cook pretty much all of our meals. I cook lunch and dinner, which is a part of my dream life is to be able to cook all of our meals. And so it's important to me and I enjoy the therapeutic motion of cooking. So I love that. And so Going into 2018, moving forward, I really began to feel this call to start reading. I hadn't read much throughout my life. Growing up, reading was not a desire I had, but at this point in my life, I felt a call to start reading. And so I start reading self-development books. One of the first books I read was The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles, and that just set me on a trajectory that changed the course of my life. From there, I started reading Dr. Joe Dispenza's books, Napoleon Hill, and many other great philosophers and world changers, light workers, Gabby Bernstein, Marianne Williamson, and just digging into this idea of who I am. What am I capable of? How do I manifest my dreams? And how can I help others do so? Because it wasn't only the idea that, you know, what strategy works. It's actually how does the individual make the strategy work? And so as I began reading and studying ferociously, I mean, even in the mornings, you know, moms will often ask me, you know, how do you do your morning routine? And honestly, it's like when they were little, they came in the room with me. When they woke up and I was still reading, they would come in. I'd have them sit on the bed with me and I would read out loud. That was how we did it. That's how I fit it in. And it worked. And so in this season of my life, I started to wake up. I began to identify more clearly how I had managed business success. 
during so much turmoil. You know, everything that I'm going through these past, you know, two divorces, these kids, all of this, like at the same time, I'm building this six-figure business. And then at this point now, multiple six figures. And I'm like recognizing the patterns, the things that I was doing and recognizing how I was bringing it into form. But at this point, I began to have so much more wholeness. My life began to become more organized because my thoughts were more organized. So much of the healing of the past had now been healed. And I was in a place of more wholeness. Now, the soul, who we really are, is always whole. There's never a point when we're broken, ever. We're always whole. It's just the illusion that we're not. And so the illusion began to fall away. And so in 2018, I really felt a call to help more photographers. At the time, who I was helping in the entrepreneurial world was photographers and vendors in the wedding industry specifically. Everything that I was teaching one-on-one, it was like a lot of repetition within that. And I was getting so much outreach from people wanting more help. And so I said, you know what? It's time to put everything into a course. I purchased a course from Sam Ovens, consulting.com, if you guys are interested. And his course was A to Z. I mean, literally the email funnel. I've taken other courses online and they'll say, oh, you know, make sure you have an email funnel, make sure you have this and that. And they'll just keep teaching the steps and the how-to and the theory. But on his course, it was like, his was the first course I purchased. So these other ones I'm referencing are after the fact. But his course was like, send me this email and you'll be able to download the funnel. (laughs) Literally is how it happened. And it was so in-depth. It was every single thing I needed to know. There was no fluff. It was very straightforward. And so this was the understanding of what I thought online courses should be. Everything. So whenever I set out to build my own online course, it was called the Wedding Photography Masterclass. And I started from scraps, you know? I started off with doing cold calls. Actually, it was cold messages online, which then led into warm calls. How about that? And there was a sales script and I followed it. And boy, that was scary. I remember sweating my tail off, you know? (laughs) I'm booking these mega luxury clients traveling all around the world for these events to document them. And all of these photographers want to know, how are you doing it? Like, can you teach me? And so I'm taking everything that I've been teaching and I put it into an A to Z course. And so this was everything from everything I knew about photography. I'm talking 12 hours of education just on photography into the booking process, client experience, went into marketing and branding and client relationships and how to nurture them and vendor relationships and on and on and on. And even into taxes and financial freedom. And so this course was a beast. It was the real deal. So I launched in 2018, but it was mostly through sales calls is how I was selling it. Later, we turned it into a webinar and started selling that way, which I feel like I could do a whole entire episode on what we did there. But I really was following my heart. I was following what I was feeling led into. And in fact, I think it's important to tell you that there was a point when before I started the course, there was a moment in time in which I said, but I want my business to be even further. I'm not ready yet. And a friend said, are you ever going to be ready? (laughs) And that was it for me. And I was like, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know, booking $30,000 weddings, traveling the world. I guess that's enough. (laughs) 
<laughs> people all over the world asking me for help, I guess that's enough of a sign that this is it, you know? And oftentimes when we are called into something, when there is a knowing within our soul that there is more for us, the analytical mind is always there to challenge it, always. So just know that. And so I launched it. We slowly had a webinar and it began to sell on autopilot. So that was, you know, really awesome. And in my desire to help others, I've always loved speaking and being in person with people. So we started hosting retreats. I called them Inspire Retreats. They were four days and it was all really deep inner work, working with the students and in a group environment. And it was just expansive is how I would describe it. It was beautiful. I think a lot of people were able to become awake in their lives. One of my favorite stories that was most touching to me is I had a lesson on forgiveness. And then after we went up on this mountaintop and did a release ceremony to release them, we had some sage that we burned and it was a beautiful experience. Well, afterwards, she comes to me and says, Marissa, I just want to let you know that I talked to my mom for the first time in five years. And that right there sparked something within me that I knew that my mission was so much deeper than just photographers. I knew that what I was being called into, what this experience of coaching photographers was doing was setting the stage for what was to come, which is where I am now. And as this progressed, I would host two of these retreats a year. And from 2020 to 2021, we hosted four retreats. One was in let me think. One was in Utah, New York, New Orleans, and Mexico. So we went all over the world. We had so much fun. And during this time, Devin and I were also learning about real estate and the truth about money and the stock market and really building up our expertise in this area. And so what we did was we jumped off the deep end, so to speak. It was calculated, of course. There's not really any risk. It's just calculated decisions forward. We purchased a $2.5 million apartment building with six units in it, all of them about 1,500 square feet, and we turned all of them into Airbnbs. And so that was a new adventure in my life and in our lives and managing that. And so, you know, one thing I realized, I think I talked about this in six-figure versus seven-figure energy in a previous episode with you guys, is you have to be willing to manage. You have to be willing to handle responsibilities to show up as the seven-figure entrepreneur, if that's what you desire. And so in this, I opened a photography gallery, started selling my works of art from all over the world in a physical brick-and-mortar gallery. So now I'm managing employees and, you know, the business is growing in a way that I hadn't <laughs> never, ever imagined before. I hit seven figures and my dad finally was able to tell me that he was proud of me. I think it wasn't until then that my dad was sharing this. And in fact, we were living about five minutes from my dad at the time. And so we were visiting him every day. My dad was, you know, like I shared before, 63 whenever he had me. And so around this time, which was close 2019, 2020, my dad had Parkinson's and he started to have 24-hour care at the house. And so my mom was taking care of him, lots of doctor appointments. I went with them on many of the appointments and many days he would look and he'd say, when's Marissa coming? You know, which is such a beautiful story of healing of our relationship, because as you know, it was not like that. And now here we are, you know, having a very close relationship 
very loving and compassionate relationship with my father and my mom and my children are able to be around him. And this was something I didn't know if I would get to experience. And so in this, as we come to the close of this chapter, my business, our business was expanding in a way that I had never seen possible. I had a beautiful marriage and never thought possible. 25 with three kids, I remember thinking, who's going to want me? Of course, I had to work through that and release that and surrender that. But ultimately, I'm also really thankful that I didn't have this limitation of his age. You know, yes, we are six and a half years apart. And he was 18 and I was 25. But at the end of the day, who we are is ageless. We are eternal. And each of us are within the same experience of self. The difference is age is about how many thoughts you've had and emotion, which is experience and wisdom. And so from where he was, the culture that he was from in Utah was a perfect foundation for him to step into my life. And he's every bit of the dream that I had ever desired. And so at this point, my children, as I leave you off, I'm going to leave you with a little hook to come back. Of course, every good story does. And so my children were struggling in school. And my daughter was getting ready to fail fourth grade. My son had, my oldest had tics. So he would make noises in class that were very disruptive. And they kept pushing us to put them on meds. And so I remember we actually went and we got them tested because there was a school nearby that was specialized for dyslexia. And so I thought, you know, okay, well, we'll get them tested. We have to have this proof in order to have them go. And so the younger two were diagnosed with dyslexia. All three were diagnosed with ADD or ADHD. And so it was quite the circumstances we were put in. You know, Micah was a good kid, as all kids are. He just was kind of struggling with himself. And Michaela was smart and intelligent, but just not reading and comprehending quite the way they wanted her to. They both really needed one-on-one help. Noah was so young that he, you know, he was doing really good. But when we went through the process with this school that specialized, they said, if you want them to come to our school, you have to put them on medication. They didn't say it quite like you had to. And I think it's actually really wrong, in my own opinion, because it's beyond free will. It's beyond choice. It's saying, you know, if you want your kids to come here, they need to be on medication. It was very passive, but it felt very controlling and a lack of understanding of the children. And not only that, but whenever we first went there, they shared with us that they were not pro-medication. So it was very, very, felt very blindsided or two-sided the way that they handled the situation. And so in 2020, we decided to homeschool our kids. About a month later, COVID hits and everyone is moving out of school. So we made the call right before the, you know what, hit the fan, so to speak. And so this is where I'm going to leave you off in my journey. It has been a wild ride. And in the next episode, I'm going to catch you up with that moment into where I am today. It has been a joy to share my journey with you. And I think that the biggest lesson from today is that 
there is a trust. There is an energy, a force, God, infinite intelligence, universe that is working for your good. And sometimes the things that we desire become even more beautiful than we could imagine. And it's in our trust that it is good that we get to experience the beauty of this life and the goodness of this life. Because wherever you are right now, I promise you that your life is being orchestrated in a way that is beautiful and good for you. Because even in the despair, even in the heartbreak, even in the things that hurt, it's only for a point in time. It's never forever. And even in that, your wisdom is on the other side. Wisdom is the greatest gift of all because when you have wisdom, you then have the power to be in the driver's seat of your life because now you know, because now you understand, and now you can direct that ship. So know that you are right where you are. That's one of the most loving things you can tell yourself. I'm right where I need to be. I'm on time in my life. Everything is working for my good. I love and adore you, and I can't wait to see you next time here on The Marissa Morrison Show. Here we are again at the conclusion of another episode. I'm sending you a virtual hug, and I want you to know I am so proud of you for staying committed to your dreams. It's all possible, and it begins with you. If you'd like to discover more support, visit marissamorrison.net, where I have created opportunities for you to connect, expand, and to evolve into your greatest potential. Until next time, friend, I'm thinking of you and sending you all my love.